0: Welcome back to High Hope Sports Desk. I'm your host DJ, and always, as always, my co-host JJ. Uh, what's up, JJ? Hey,
1: DJ. How you doing tonight? Uh, just kind of tuning into the old T Wolves, seeing they're losing at the half. Getting re- I just can't wait for this weekend and wild, super wild card weekend. I just love that the term they give it. And then number two. There's ga- two games Saturday, three games Sunday, and they even included a Monday night game. What do you think about that, buddy?
0: Yeah, that's I, I didn't even know there was a Monday game until I heard it on the radio today. I was like, geez, there's, they have a playoff game on a Monday? Huh? That's going to be different. Um, yeah, and so in today's episode, we're going to discuss Black Monday's coach firings, recap Week 18, and go over the playoff picture. Um for people who don't know what Black Monday is, no, it's not like Black Friday. <laughs> it, it is the Monday following the regular season where teams fire their head coaches and other members of their staff. So, first off, we have Vic Fangio, who was the Broncos head coach for three seasons he was fired Sunday morning after their last game on Saturday versus the Chiefs. I don't. Uh, I th- I believe his record with the over the three seasons with the Broncos was nineteen and thirty. Do you have those numbers?
1: Yeah, I think it's nineteen and thirty, like you said, DJ.
0: Yeah, and uh, they're already. Uh, they already got uh, some interviews uh, set up. Um, I believe Vance Joseph was one. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones. I don't remember off the top uh, of my head.
1: Well, the one that stood out to me was the defense offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. I believe his last name is Hackett.
0: Nathaniel Hackett, yep.
1: Yeah. So, hey, take the offensive coordinator off the best team in the North and Aaron Rodgers runs the offense. I think it's a great idea.
0: Right. <laughs> Do the Vikings a favor and get him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Chicago Bears fans finally got what they had been calling for basically the whole season. As head coach Matt Nagy was fired Monday morning after four season with the four seasons with the Bears. Um, their GM Ryan Pace was also fired. We all seen this one coming. Uh, I mean, I didn't see the GM firing coming, but we definitely knew uh, Nadie's time was up this year.
1: He was born in 78, so, DJ, he's one year older than me. He's 43 (laughs) days and 262 days years old. He'll be 44 in April. He went to college at Delaware and played quarterback, if you didn't know that. And in four years with the Chicago Bears, so 2018, 19, 2021, 20, he was 12 and 4, 8 and 8, 8 and 8, 6 and 11 this year. He went down every year and he was 34 and 31 overall. Okay. But he did make two playoff appearances in four years. I just don't know, to take a time out here, I don't know how you can fire coaches like that is it Is it because Chicago's tasted the sweet victory of the Super Bowl? The fans just they don't they don't have any patience. They let Zimmer do it for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, I mean, I know you were jubilant and excited and really happy with the firing. Well, I don't get what Minnesota was ever trying to achieve with this group, but it was it's just poor. In, in my opinion it's poor management from above the will family just not being a sports investment guys they're more business people but what do you think about that dj
0: um yeah so mentioning that we'll we'll move on to the, the next uh, head coach um, firing which is our, our Minnesota Vikings they fired um, head coach Mike Zimmer after 8 seasons with the team uh, and they also fired uh GM Rick Spielman, who I've been with the team since 2006 and GM since 2012. Like I said, uh, you know, I was I was pretty pumped up um, about these firings. Um, But last night I found myself uh, after uh, my excitement kind of settled down um, and after seeing um, countless posts on social media and how there was tears shed and um, knowing that Mike Zimmer didn't even address the team on his way out, um, I just kind of had to take a step back and it, it kind of hit me in the heart a little bit. I mean, um, I've never disliked Zimmer, to be honest. Um, I just think that there was a change needed. Um, and with Rick, I've never, I mean, as a person, I mean, he's a good guy, but I've never really liked him as a GM. But I had to take a step back, and I i just feel bad for Mike Zimmer. Um, it, it just, he, us Vikings fans, we see it the most. He put his whole heart into this team and i wholeheartedly believe that and then they let him go um it just it it kind of uh like i said it kind of hits me in the heart a little bit to to know that he didn't even want to address the team on his way out and he just left um it, it just kind of <clears throat> sad i guess if you want to say that um but i, I i'd still back my feelings about, um, we needed, it needed to happen. We needed a change, but I do feel sorry for the guy. So, um, I definitely hope the best wishes for him going forward. He will definitely get a job somewhere else. If not head coach, definitely a defensive coordinator. He's a very good defensive mind. So, um, back to the Vikings. Uh, I sure hope they did on the ball fast before um, a lot of these candidates are gone and it's thinned out. So interviewing uh, Doug Peterson, which uh, he uh, recently coached the Philadelphia Eagles and um, actually won the Super Bowl um, back a couple of years ago in our stadium. So I don't really know what to think about Doug Peterson. I don't, don't like him because he was the Eagles coach, but as a as a coach to become on our team, I don't know. He's kind of old school. We need we kinda need a new school guy in there. I don't know what you think.
1: Well, first off, DJ, I gotta tell you about Mike Zimmer. Born June fifth, nineteen fifty six, so he's a senior citizen, DJ. <laughs> uh, that might have been a part of the disconnect between young players and defensive minds on the team. They just Don't understand why this guy doesn't want to go for it on offense and let it rip and let the defense do its job. He's so old school with his theory and philosophy just of wanting to run first and wear down the defense, wear down the clock, clock management, ball management, no turnovers, and just eke it out. But we've learned four years of this, the last four years, it doesn't add up but Zimmer was went to Illinois State and he coached from age 58 to 65 he had 11 game win season a 13 game win season and a 10 game win season so after eight years with the Minnesota Vikings he's 72 56 and one And he has two playoff wins, both against the Saints. The one was in 2017, the the Minnesota Miracle. And the second was again in 2019 at Drew's house, Drew Brees' house. Uh, Kirk Cousins throws a post corner to the tight end. Rudolph comes down with it to win the game in overtime. That was a fun game to watch if you remember, DJ.
0: Yeah, and I I remember the Saints being uh, pretty pissed about that last play of the game because um, there was no pass interference called on Rudolph. Uh, they say that he pushed off. Um, I don't I don't really remember. I remember the play, but I don't remember. I can't exactly replay it in my head. And
1: um, yeah, like the but, Minnesota Miracle.
0: Oh man. Gosh,
1: ah, I was both crying. I'm being honest here, listeners. I was dang near in tears thinking we were going to knock out again in the first round. But
0: I That play, it will, I don't know. I can't say all, will always because we don't know what the future holds. But uh, that, that's, that play will stick with me f- for the rest of my life. Um, I will always remember exactly where I was um exactly my reaction um i was sitting on my bed watching the game in my bedroom at the time and my wife uh then girlfriend was sitting on the bed behind me and that play happened and i just i didn't even move yeah i i I literally didn't move i didn't say anything I just, I I was in shock. I, I froze. I couldn't move. I literally just sat there and stared at the TV. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, did this literally just happen? Like, inside, I wanted to just jump up and just, I don't know, just go crazy. But I don't know, my body, I just froze. I couldn't move. <laughs> and it was just crazy.
1: You know nah. what just came into my head, DJ? What? When Diggs gets to the end of the end zone and rips his helmet out and just chucks it. Yep. I'll never forget that.
0: I never will either. And I that, was actually, that was actually one of my uh, profile pictures. It was, it was uh-huh. animated, but it was a picture of Diggs chucking his helmet. I believe I still have that picture saved on my phone somewhere. You should
1: post that at H Sportscast.
0: I had two more
1: comments on the uh, Zimmer um, team ranks and his history. Uh, The guy is an offensive yards, rushing offensive yards. He had one, two, three. He had seven defenses in 22 years that were top five rushing defense. And did you know, stat of the day, stat of the day? <laughs> did you know that Minnesota led the league in interceptions this year?
0: No, I didn't know that.
1: They were number one.
0: You think it'd be the Cowboys with Trayvon Diggs with ending the season with eleven himself?
1: No, I mean there must have. I'd have to. I want to kind of look that up for next next Friday or Saturday show and and kind of see how many that we did get. I know Barr had two in one game a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, we'll have to look that up and uh, get the number and see if that's actually correct. Um, Did you have one more comment, or is that it?
1: Yeah, one more comment was Zimmer coached since 1979. Do you think he might be burned out a little bit, and that's why he's so angry?
0: Uh, that, That could be, too. Um, I've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed this this year with what? Zimmer. Yeah. Um, you know they they show him on the on the sideline. Um, and you know they 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 cover their mouth as they're talking into the headset. Yeah. Um, as he's holding the playbook by his mouth, his hand is shaking.
1: Oh. Yeah, you ever noticed that? that? Yeah, I saw that.
0: It's like, okay, is this guy all right, or I mean? Uh, man,
1: did you see um, just the way he his, his appearance in the team photo when they signed him? And it was Wilfs, Spielman, and they were all in Zimmer, and they were all wearing a purple tie. Did you see that highlighter or any uh, flashback of that at all?
0: Uh, no, but I did see a, a few photos of him back in 2014 when we hired him.
1: Yeah, that'd um, probably be the one, because, dude, how much has that guy changed physically? Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm glad I was, you
1: brought that up, DJ, because that's a real valid point, that maybe he is a grouchy bitch now. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, he's always, he's like I said last episode, he's always been fiery. Um, yeah, fiery in his pants. So... <laughs> <laughs> but i mean he he he's only been with us for eight eight years or yeah eight years but if you look at him today and you compare it to him back when we hired him in 2014 yeah he literally looks like he's aged about 20 years
1: (laughs) well he's put on some weight his hair definitely changed color
0: and he's had eye surgery since he's been with us i mentioned
1: the eye surgery and having both eyes messed up at the same time, and he couldn't even pl- coach one game because of it. Yeah. I mean, i that's why I feel bad. People like my brother and other buddies of mine, they don't really care about the coach. You know how hard it is to motivate millionaire, billionaire people? Right. It shouldn't be that hard, but it is.
0: All right. Um, we're going to move on to the next head coaching firing uh which is uh the miami dolphins fired brian flores on monday morning after three seasons with the fins this one surprises me too um i i believe that brian flores had something going there in miami this year i think it was the start of a turnaround and he gets dumped i i don't agree with this firing at all Um, I I definitely think Brian Flores will get a job uh, very soon in this coaching carousel here that just started yesterday so
1: well I got a few stats DJ to throw in for Flores Brian his middle name is Francisco Flores born February 24th 81 he's younger than me barely but he's younger than me and he went to Boston College. I'm just quickly going to pull up his college stats, whatever. When they decide to load here, and he went to a famous high school called Poly Prep in New York. But yeah, he's—you really do think, DJ, he's gonna—he's gonna demand another job, isn't
0: he? I mean, he's already on the radar of a few different teams with openings. So I think he'll get hired somewhere.
1: Flores was a DB, really didn't get too much playing time. He played in all, all 11 games in, 20, in 2001 at Boston College. So he did redshirt one year, and he played a sophomore and junior year. And uh, his, this was one of his first jobs because I don't see – I see that uh, he's got a coaching – tree and I want to pull that down I think he what I heard earlier today is Flores is part of the Belichick tree yep so where do you, I don't know where he would go right now there's seven openings but in Miami he started at 38 and this is, is four, he was 40 on his third year he ended up 24 and 25 and he won seven games straight this year When they were down and out at 1-7, and something, I mean, that's coaching, DJ. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what
1: Urban Meyer should have (laughs) done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Flores has been in the league since age 23 as a scouting assistant for the Patriots, and that is Bill Belichick's tree. That's all I got for you, DJ.
0: All right. And then... uh david gentleman uh who was the gm of the new york giants he retired on monday so the giants will start looking for a new gm and another firing that uh came as a surprise to me um was actually just a few hours ago uh, on tuesday um the i mean there was reports that this team was gonna stick with their current head coach but uh the New York Giants just fired Joe Judge after two seasons. Uh, he went 10-23 and 23 in those two years. Uh, I believe I said this uh, on a previous episode somewhere that I think Joe Judge des- uh, deserves another year to try and figure it out in New York. But uh, I guess they, they had other plans uh, and they let him go.
1: Just to add a few things, DJ from the pro football reference on Joe Judge. He's a New Year's Eve baby in 1981. He'll be 41 in December. He went to Mississippi State, I believe he played quarterback. But like you said, he was ten and twenty-three. Ain't really I mean his offenses were thirty-one and thirty-one and thirty-one and thirty-one. And 31. Both years and yards and points. I mean, the defense had glimmer a hope, but also Joe Judge started his coaching career at college football FBS Mississippi State as a grad assistant for three years, and that's where he played. Then he jumped to Alabama with Saban. Then he got hired. It's funny, funny how they plug these guys in, DJ. He got hired as a special teams assistant in 2012 with the Patriots, and then he went to the Giants. And all he became was a special teams coordinator. Do you think he knows enough about the game? I think that's a bad hire after I look at all this information.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you looked at what he had to work with, too, and it's just, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it, and...
1: Well, honestly, DJ, what's your opinion of Saquon Barkley?
0: Uh, that he's made it the last? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, we need, a ta- we need a tackle siren there, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I honestly, I really like Saquon at <clears> home state, but he's an example, just like Delvin Cook and some of these other running backs. They get wore out in college, and they lessen their career in the, in the pros, and then they get hurt a lot. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, only example right now I could think of out there DJs Jonathan Taylor at from Wisconsin at Indy, and God dang it, Indy, what the heck happened to that team? <laughs>
0: Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what happened to him.
1: You wish for that big win, DJ. You wish for it.
0: Oh, I um, didn't think it was going to come. Actually, after I don't. Yeah.
1: Now my Colts got to sit home with Carson Wentz and the kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, and then uh, of course we all know that there were in-season departures, which were um, Urban Meyer with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, as of Monday, they had 10 different interviews lined up to fill that spot. They are not wasting any time getting on the ball there. Um, Jacksonville and, did? Yeah. Yes, I looked yesterday Holy on God. Monday, and they already had 10 different people lined up for interviews for head coach.
1: Do you Do you know by chance if they're doing a committee or player personnel, or how are they going about it? I haven't heard.
0: I don't know.
1: I know the Vikings declined a committee. I thought that was strange. So somebody out there for our GM's getting pre-plucked. Probably won't be much of an interview process, wouldn't you think? Yeah, it's
0: hard to say. I don't know. Yeah. Um, And then we all know John Druden, uh, the situation with him. um, After those uh, emails, uh, he actually resigned. Um, and interim head coach Rich Bisaccia uh, I think he did a good job filling in I think uh, I mean he he brought them to the playoffs despite all the adversity adversity there was in Las Vegas this year with Henry Rudge and um, David Arnett and just losing your coach um, I have to give a lot of credit to this guy uh, and I think he should be definitely uh a possible candidate to take this over full time um i mean he's he's gotta
1: be doesn't he jj i look out for our award show dj i i got some breaking news what i'm gonna have coming up uh for the award co- coach of the year you'll be kind of surprised so stay tuned and let me know what you think
0: <laughs> yeah and so uh we'll let's try something new here um we're going to ask our listeners, uh, you guys, if uh, you think Rich Passaccia should be one of the candidates for the Raiders full-time head coach. Uh, so you listeners, uh, either go to High Hope SportsCast Facebook page uh, and like it, obviously, <laughs> and uh, send us a message with your answer. Uh, or you can go to Anchor, uh, which is one of our platforms our show is on, and send us a voice message, uh, and you could possibly hear it on our next episode. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. So, uh, yeah, go go to either one of those two places and uh, let us know what you think about this situation. And uh, so we have uh, seven different head coach jobs available. Um, but, JJ, do not panic because <laughs> the circus will be back in town for lots of more fun next season as the Carolina Panthers are supposedly going to keep head coach Matt Rule for another season.
1: (laughs) I love it. My thoughts exactly, DJ, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, it looks like we're going to see another losing season for the Panthers. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's going to be another circus there in Carolina next year.
1: Two cents on Carolinas. They're in a very tough division. Atlanta's growing fast saints are always good and you got the super bowl champs and tb 12 who's gonna play till he's 50 god can't that guy just take a break (laughs) how much money do you need for a a trophy wife like that that's got to be the question of the day (laughs) (laughs) but it looks like you had another note on carolina dj
0: yeah uh speaking of them Uh, I've seen this uh, maybe a week ago, possibly. Um, Reportedly, Carolina will will listen to trade offers for uh, running back Christian McCaffrey. That's kind of interesting. But then again, on the other hand, it's not um, because he's another one of those players that, uh, I mean, they're made of glass. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, he's hurt all the time, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's best interest in Carolina to get rid of him and uh, get another running back in there. Uh, uh, maybe, I don't know what the running back class looks like in the draft this year, but uh, maybe they draft another running back or try to get a veteran in there. Um, but Christian McCaffrey's hurt all the time. I don't think there's been a, a full season he's had since he's been drafted. So. Um, yeah we'll, we'll be on the lookout uh for possible trades for for him this off season so uh next uh we we're gonna quickly recap the um season or week eighteen games um okay. some of them some of them we might just uh go through and say the score and hop onto the next one um because some of them we're gonna talk about more than the others um So, we're just going to get right into our Minnesota game. Uh, The Vikings ended up winning this one 31 17. Uh, The Vikings end the season 8 9. The Bears end the season 6 11. Um, I had the Bears picked in this game. Obviously, uh, from last episode, JJ won this game with the Vikings. Um, It it was kind of a surprise to me. Uh, Well, not the first half. First half, I'm like, well, yeah, here we go. Um, The Vikings aren't really doing anything. But they turned it around completely. Complete 180 in the second half. Kirk Cousins just went off. Justin Jefferson was 17 yards away from breaking Randy Moss's season yard record. Um, A note on that. I guess after the game, Mike Zimmer had said that he doesn't care about records. Um, I think this could possibly have been uh, a shot or uh, kind of a middle finger towards the Vikings uh, since Zimmer, uh, he had to have known it was the end for him. So I don't know. Maybe that's, you know, oh, you need 17 yards? I'm I'm going to run the ball. I'm
1: going
0: to so, take a knee. So I, I don't know if that's true or not, but, I, I mean, it's probably a possibility. So, um, well, yeah, a our Vikings things, ended DJ. in 8-9, so.
1: Yeah, 8-9. A couple things I was going to ask you. When do you think Mike Zimmer knew he was done? Do you think he knew he was done? That's why he played the starters, to be kind of, a, you know, a jerk at the end? Because a lot of people were calling for a bunch of low-on-the-totem-pole players to see what we got. And Zimmer wants to boost his record overall. You know, he's 72-56-1. One. He's one of the best Viking coaches of all time. And the other thing I had was, I don't know, it's the Vikings, it, the win was great, but it really pissed me off. It's like, why couldn't we play like that the whole year?
0: Exactly. Where was this all year?
1: Yeah. And then there was reports on Minnesota Vikings' YouTube channel and Purple for the Win podcasting that 74, Brian O'Neal, the right tackle, and the middle linebacker, number 54, Eric Hendricks. They both bashed Zimmer and his philosophy and his environment and culture. He said a lot of players were scared to play. Can you believe that, DJ? That changes my whole perspective on the team. I, no wonder Kirk don't want to throw it downfield. I don't you know. know. You got, don't you think you would have Zimmer yelling in the earpiece of Clint Kubiak and Clint Kubiak's trying to tell Cousins what to do? It just sounds like a mess.
0: Yeah, it definitely. it. I mean, it was a mess. We saw it on the field yeah. all year. So um, I, I hope whoever comes in and takes this team over, I re- really hope they don't keep Kubiak in the OC. Oh, my God.
1: But, well, DJ, would didn't you tell split. me that Andrew Andrew Patterson is going to be in the mix, or was that my brother? Uh,
0: I, I don't remember saying anything, so.
1: Yeah, you know the the defensive line whisperer in Minnesota?
0: Andre Patterson.
1: Yes, sir. They said that he's got a good shot of making it to the head coaching interview.
0: Yeah, I... How would you feel about that, buddy? I am very skeptic about hiring uh, a, a head coach and a GM from within the team. I honestly think it's uh, in the best interest to uh, hire out of the team. I I don't – I don't know. I just have a gut feeling that if we hire from within, it's not going to go good. So that's just my opinion.
1: Um, so that leads me to my point, DJ. There's two words for the Viking franchise right now. Do you know what the two words are? They start both with F. <laughs> no <laughs> no not those <laughs> words dj actually they start with an r my bad the f's a different scenario <laughs> but r is rebuild are we going dj you want to rebuild i want to retool and it if you do the full rebuild now we got to wait a couple years to get the ransom. But if the right GM picks and prods at this roster, do you keep Kirk Cousins at a lot? I can't see paying him $45 million, dog.
0: No. I Apparently, he's open to restructuring his con- contract. But, okay, this is going to lead to a question for you, JJ. I yeah. was listening to 9 to noon this morning, as most weekday mornings I do. Yeah. Um, and Paul Allen had Courtney Cronin on the show this morning. She's from ESPN.
1: Yep.
0: And I just about turned the radio off because of the nonsense I was hearing. What was she so, feeling? Th- this is going to be my question to you. Okay. So, would you rather keep Kirk Cousins but get rid of? Adam Phelan, Anthony Barr, and Harrison Smith? Or would you get rid of Kirk Cousins and keep those defensive players?
1: Is, can I give you the third answer?
0: What, what's the third you answer? You don't
1: bring Kirk back on any deal that's going to make him more money. Otherwise, you trade him or release him, and we do not bring the old vets back. I want to kind of do a full rebuild, DJ. I'm in your court.
0: But what I'm saying is she, Courtney Cronin on the.
1: Is that what they're saying is going to happen? We have an option of cousins versus those three pro bowlers.
0: That that's, this is what her opinion was. Oh I my God. She said, keep her cousins. She's all high and mighty. I don't know. I Everybody don't in
1: the cities loves that guy, dude. I don't I know don't, why.
0: I don't either. But then she says to get rid of, Adam Thielen, Harrison Smith, and Anthony Barr to, to make up the tap space? Are you serious? No, get rid of Kirk Cousins. Let me keep those three guys. No. That, the, I Literally, I was screaming in my work van this morning. I I almost <laughs> turned the radio off. I was just Jeez, so pissed. DJ. Oh, my God. All
1: right. If I let it be locked in a room with with one bullet in the two chambers and one bullet was for, uh, I don't know, you spin the wheel and you see what you you get, I would not put the bullet on Kirk Cousins staying. No. Any GM nuke to this franchise is not going to want to hitch their wagon to what Spielman left as a disaster of an offense. We got all these talented guys now – we're paying everybody too much, dude. Yeah. Bar's worth 11 million. Tealens 12 million. Harrison just got a max contract at 32. <laughs> why did they do that? Because you know why. Spielman had a feeling in his gut that if they didn't get to the playoffs, he kind of did a Bill O'Brien, what he did down in Houston at the end. <laughs> Financially strapped us. We're going to have to have Kirk a quarterback. We can't afford to lose $10 million to cut him. That's two players.
0: All right. Enough enough with the, the Vikings game here. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, over. It's, it's over. It's over. Let's move on. Um, I think so you the next... two
1: F words, DJ. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: so the next game was uh, my Chiefs and the Broncos. Good game. Uh the Broncos was, were leading this game most of the game, but the Chiefs came back, won 28-24. Chiefs then the regular season 12-5, Broncos 7-10. Uh, the, the field was kind of uh, not Garbage. in the best shape. Yeah. Um, so the, the Chiefs ended up uh, with the two seed as uh, the Titans won their game this week. We'll get to that. Um, so just moving a little further, a little faster here, uh, the next game – uh was a saturday night game uh the cowboys and eagles uh the cowboys laid another 50 burger down uh, but the eagles were were resting a lot of their starters so um so Mm. the cowboys (laughs) the the cowboys ended their regular season 12 and 5 and the eagles uh nine and eight uh, and the cowboys won 51 to 26 um and Dak Prescott had a day um he surpassed Romo for most passing touchdowns in a season in uh, cowboy history with 37. Uh, I believe he had five passing touchdowns in this game. Um, but like I said, the Eagles were resting a lot of their starters. So um, I don't really know if you did count this as a, a normal game for Dak, but um, and then the next game uh, really surprised me. It probably surprised a lot of people, but, then again, not because Aaron Rodgers didn't play the whole game. Uh, the Lions beat the Packers.
1: Boo! 30, <laughs> Thirty-seven to
0: thirty. Uh, the Lions end with uh, a record of three thirteen and one, and the Packers uh, thirteen and four. DeFonte Adams surpassed Jordy Nelson for most receiving yards in a season in Green Bay history. Uh, Adams finished with 15.53, and Jordy Nelson had 15.19 in 2014.
1: Um, I just yeah. wanted to men- mention, DJ, that this was our first incorrect pick between DJ and I for the week. The yeah. Packers let us down of all teams.
0: Right. Um, and then talk about letdowns. This... Next game, oh, my God. This oh. caught the whole world by surprise here.
1: You called it, DJ. <clears throat> yeah.
0: The Jaguars got their first win with all Urban Meyer. They beat the Colts 26-11 to and shocked the world. Wow. <laughs> that just kind of, oh, my God, that's got to suck to lose to the worst team in the league. And then miss the playoffs. I god, that just that embarrassing.
1: Well, they tried so hard under Coach Frank, and <clears throat> I really like Coach Frank Reich. I think that guy he is a special football mind. He did, if you remember, back up Jim Kelly for the Buffalo Bills back in the day. And he had that famous comeback against the Houston Oilers DJ. Do you remember that game? No, I don't. Okay. he. It was down four scores, and he came in and did a 28-point behind comeback win to beat the Oilers in the playoffs. But anyways, I, I followed the, the Colts for the whole year on HBO Hard Knocks, and it's just sad to see them knock it in. But th- that's what our term is or our saying. You never know.
0: Yeah, that was perfect example right there. We <laughs> – You never know. And it, it, yeah, we didn't know.
1: (laughs) We both got it wrong.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And then the next one uh, garbage game here. Um, The Washington football team and the New York Giants, uh, the football team won 22 to seven, and they end with a record of seven and 10, and the Giants uh, with a record of four and 13 um Washington 2 and 0 versus the Giants in a season for first time since 2011. Um I don't really have much on this game. Um, one of them is without a coach and a GM right now and one of them is without a t- uh, a team name until the 2nd of February. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you said, garbage can football, DJ.
0: Yeah.
1: What was the stat? Did you say that, that Washington was undefeated against the Giants this year?
0: Yep. Yeah, since uh, First time since 2011.
1: Boy, what the hell happened to the Giants? Was Eli Manning that good? I <sighs> He's think we're starting gonna start to look this, like it. Yeah, we're going to start seeing how valuable that guy was. Anyways.
0: And then uh, the, the Titans uh, and the Texans. The Titans... Uh, there was kind of a pretty close game here, uh, but the Titans did it done 28 to 25. They end with the number one seed in the AFC with a record of 12 and five, uh, and the Texans end with a record of four Mm -hmm. and 13. And, uh, like I said, the Titans clinch number one seed and home field advantage in the AFC. And uh, it looks like uh, they'll get an extra week of rest for Derrick Henry to come back in the divisional round. And then uh, this next game, uh, oh my God! So it was the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, the Steelers came back and won this game, 16 to 13. Uh, and T.J. Watt tied. Michael Strahan, for most sacks in the season since 1982 with 22.5. What a player he is. Um, and we'll we'll get back to the Steelers a little bit later. <clears throat> and so we'll move on to the next game, which is the Bengals and the Browns. Um JJ won this game as he took the Browns as they beat the Bengals 21-16, and I took the Bengals, which I lost. Uh, so the Bengals end the season with a record of 10-7, and, and the Browns 8-9. Um, Jamar Chase surpassed Kyle, or, uh, Chad Johnson for most reception or receiving yards in a season in Bengals history uh, with 1455, and Chad Johnson had... 1440
1: in 2007 now i think about that dj it just ticks me off that the vikings didn't get jet he deserved that the freaking record
0: yeah
1: it's like randy moss paid off zimmer to not get the record or something that's what a conspiracy mind would say but (laughs) uh, good i mean jamar chase is the next level receiver and we all see Devontae Adams twice a year. And he got his record. What was it, from Sterling Sharp? Oh, no, it was Jordy Nelson.
0: And then uh, this next game, it, this one also surprised me as well. Um, the 49ers beating the Rams 27-24. to uh, The Rams ending with a 12-5 and record. 49ers with a 10-7 and record. Uh, and the 49ers clinched a playoff berth with this win, and they knocked the Saints out. Um, this came back. Uh, I believe this was a, uh, overtime win for the 49ers. Um, we both, let's see here. I think we both had the Rams in this game and we lost that one. So, and then we'll just move on to the Panthers, which is also known as the circus.
1: <laughs> AKA the clown show.
0: Yep. And uh the Buccaneers. Uh the Buccaneers uh stomped them 41 to 17. The Panthers end with a five and twelve record, Buccaneers with 13 and 4 record. Uh Tampa Bay 13 wins in a season for first time in franchise history. Uh
1: hello just, you play they, to win the game. <laughs> they,
0: they just gotta thank uh, Captain Captain Tom Brady for that
1: one yeah, Tom Brady can play with uh, your dog your cousin and your grandma and he'll still win <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they could all be blind too
1: yeah blind and handicapped uh, there you go <laughs> get them all in there
0: uh, and then uh, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals 38 Jeez. to 30 uh, I didn't see that coming either but no don't count Russell Wilson out. Um, so the the Seahawks ended with a seven and ten record, and the Cardinals with eleven and six record. Uh, Arizona lost four or five last games uh, after starting the season ten and two. Um, they made the playoffs still, but that doesn't look good. Um, I, I'm I don't know what the status is on Deandre DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I haven't I've heard,
1: heard a word, DJ. I
0: I've heard rumors that he won't be back for the playoffs. And on the other hand, I've heard that he will. So I we're gonna have to just wait and see. Um or going back to the, the Rams game. Sorry, I forgot about this. Uh Cooper Cup in fact did get the triple crown. Um so he gets a triple crown in Uh, receptions, uh, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. And uh, he was 17 yards shy of Calvin Johnson's record. And he is the fourth player since 1970 to get the Triple Crown as a receiver. And he joins Jerry Rice, which did it uh, with the 49ers in 1990, Uh, Sterling Sharp with Green Bay in 1992, and Steve Smith with Carolina in 2005. Uh, so congrats to Trooper Cup. Uh, I hope you win the MVP, but probably not just because there's other guys that get more praise than this should. So,
1: I put it out there, DJ. He's my Offensive Player of the Year, Trooper <laughs> Cup. There's, I mean, three times in history with the company of Jerry Rice, Sterling Sharp, and Steve Smith. You know how much more respect I got for Steve Smith Senior? <coughs> He's a senior now because he had a little Steve Smith Jr.
0: Right. All right, moving on. Um, this game, it surprised me, but then again, it didn't. Uh, the Patriots and the Dolphins. The Dolphins winning 33-24. Patriots end with a 10-7 record and the Dolphins 9-8. Um, Waddle surpassed Antoine Bolden, I believe, uh, for most receiving or receptions among rookies in NFL history, was 104, and Bolden had 101 in 2003. Jeepers. And like I said in the last episode, um, the Dolphins have had Bil- Belichick's number. and You were right. It, they, they had it again last week, and the Dolphins came on with the win. I don't know what it is with the Dolphins.
1: And then you fire always... your coach. What the heck? Right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of I'm sure like people are saying Vikings get eight wins and they fire their coach. What the heck? You just right. never know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh in this next game we, we had split picks. Um Ooh. JJ had the Saints and I had the Falcons. And JJ won as a Saints beat the Feltons 30 to 20, Saints ending their season nine and eight and the Feltons seven and ten. New Orleans won four of last five games versus Atlanta. Um, The Saints won but they were eliminated from the playoffs as the 49ers won. Uh so they missed the playoffs. Um sorry Sean Payton, go take a seat on the couch, please. Get COVID. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, DJ, uh, just one little thing I wanted to add in, that uh, the Vikings, sadly, if they beat Detroit, if they beat Arizona, if they beat Green Bay again, if they beat, if they beat, if they beat one more game, they're in the playoffs as a seven seed playing against Tampa Bay, which is a winnable game in that climate. <laughs> gotta ticks me off.
0: Yeah. All right, in the next game, uh, the Jets and the Bills. The Bills the win Bills. in 27-10. 20, uh, the Bills end the season, the regular season with 11-6 record, and the Jets 4-13. And the Bills clinched AFC East with this. Um, I We both had the Bills in this game. We both won that uh, game for our pitch. So it was kind of no surprise there. Um and this last game of the the finale of the regular season it did not disappoint. No <laughs> holy cow the chargers and the Raiders. Um the Raiders ended up winning in overtime 35 32. The Raiders and 10 and 7, Chargers nine and eight. And the Raiders clinched the playoff berth because they won. Now, remember, there was talk that, I mean, if they would have tied, they both would have got in. Well, late in overtime, it was tied at 32 as both teams had scored field goals. Um, it looked like it could be heading to a tie. And... um after press conferences, after the game, um, it did it did seem like the Raiders were gonna just run the ball out and end in a tie. But then Brandon Staley, head coach of the Chargers, took a timeout. <laughs> so then the Raiders are like, the Raiders are like, well, screw this, we're just gonna go for the win. What do they do? They run the ball with Josh Jacobs. They did, I don't even know how many yards, but for a better field goal, send the third best ticker in the league out, Daniel Carlson. Boom, three points. They win the game. Chargers are out. Raiders are in. And Pittsburgh gets in the playoffs. Big Ben gets at least one more game. After having an 8% chance to make the playoffs, Pittsburgh gets in.
1: Wow. Dude, I am so excited to watch Pittsburgh in these playoffs. And uh, <clears throat> several times DJ and I were texting back and forth, this mano mono. mano this is coming down to one of our last games we had different. And honestly, DJ's hoping for a touchdown, I'm hoping for a field goal or a tie, and I got to the point where it was, how many seconds were left? About 26, DJ? They called that timeout?
0: Um, Yeah, around there. I don't remember exactly. Well, then yeah. they
1: run the ball, and it forced them to do something, and they both didn't want to do. Why did he call the timeout if Oakland, or Oakland, if Las Vegas was going to let him run it out? I don't know. I just think it would have caused a major conspiracy. I'm just happy there's decisions. We need to get rid of the overtime. Figure it out in field goals or figure it out a different way.
0: uh, Big Ben gets one more shot at the playoffs in his final season. Um, Which leads us to um, our last segment of the show here. We'll quickly go over the Um, The playoff picture here, as we know what the matchups are going to be for Wild Card Weekend. So starting with the AFC, uh, the number one seed is the Titans as they will get a first-round bye, so they will not play. Um, So the seventh seed, Pittsburgh Steelers, will travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs and Arrowhead. And then the sixth seed, New England Patriots, They'll travel to Buffalo to take down the Bills in snowy Buffalo. And then the Las Vegas Raiders with the fifth seed. They'd go to Cincinnati to take down the Bengals. Jeez. I'd, wow. Uh, to to be one win away from the playoffs, uh, the Raiders win, and they get the fifth seed. Holy smokes.
1: Um. Uh. Raiders from Las Vegas. I would like to see to be honest, DJ, I want to see a rematch of the seventies, the Raiders, and the Steelers. (laughs)
0: Oh I know I love my Chiefs.
1: I love your Chiefs. My brothers of Bills fan. I gotta put up with that. But I honestly wanna see Big Ben and Derek Carr in the AFC championship and I You know, I hate to say this, but I want to see Tampa, Tom, Brady, Buccaneers at Lambeau Field for the ship. NFC ship going to the Super Bowl. And we get a rematch of Aaron Rodgers and Brady, and they both walk away at the end of the game. That ain't going to happen. Save your head. Save your head, both of you guys. You're going to (laughs) be... In wheelchairs and about five years away, it's gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, now we're going to get on to the NFC. Uh, the Packers have that number one seed, uh, so they will not play as they have a first round bye. Uh The seventh seed, Philadelphia Eagles, will uh, travel to Tampa Bay and take on the Buccaneers. Uh, And then the sixth seed San Francisco 49ers, they will travel to the third-seed Dallas Cowboys. And then the fifth-seed Arizona Cardinals, they will travel to uh, L.A. to take down the Rams in the Super Bowl's venue
1: this year. Um, Did you hear, DJ, that they might be moving to the Super Bowl because of the COVID-19 stipulations? Yeah, I heard
0: that. It was a backup plan, so I I mean I, I hope they just still have it in LA. I like that stadium and
1: how but. kick ass would it be if they had it at Lambo. One outdoor not, Super not really. Bowl where it would be you know, February and Lambo and Green Bay, how cold that would be. It'd be like the yeah. old days. if it's the Packers and the Chiefs, you redo Super Bowl one.
0: Yeah, outdoors. but the Packers would have a definite advantage. What if it's I, at
1: Kansas City?
0: No, I I think just That's keep not it fair as either. no.
1: Oh, you want a warm weather Super Bowl? How about Vegas, DJ? We go this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the funds for that.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Uh, Christmas wiped me out. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Um. So yeah, that's the playoff picture for the wild card weekend. Um. Just quickly, we're gonna um crown the champ of our pickums here. Um. So, uh, I ended the week seven and nine. JJ ended the week eleven and five. Um. With a total record since we've been since we started this. I have a total record of 17 and 14. JJ, 21 and 10. So JJ gets the Pitchum Crown. Oh,
1: yeah! (laughs) Well, thank you, JJ. (laughs) I did want to announce that your three pick, when I had you pick every game, you come up smelling like roses with 30 and 18 out of the, the 48 games. And I came out at 36 and 12. Oh, gee. So we were so close overall. It's just that yeah. last one, we had four differences, and that was going to make up the difference, and I happened to get you on all four of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what, what it uh ne- next season, with a full season of picks, we'll, we'll see how we can do there. Hey, DJ. Yeah.
1: Do you want to do a bracket? Uh, prediction for next show of how it's going to end up.
0: I was thinking about that too. We 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 should look into that and yeah, I'll I'll be in touch with you on that and listeners stay tuned and see what. Uh, awesome.
1: awesome. If
0: if we do that, we can uh, I can do a a it and put it up on our social media and you you guys can see what uh, our our predictions are. So.
1: Great idea. Great idea.
0: All right. Well, this is where we'll wrap up here. Um, please go check out our previous episodes. Uh, they are available on Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, and Radio Public. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Hope Sports and Twitter at H Sports Cast. So go follow us on there as we post updates and news uh, and other things on those accounts. Uh, if you would like to donate to the show, hit that support button for us. Um, our next episode will be out on Saturday morning. Uh, we will preview all the wildcard round games for the weekend and talk news around the league, as always. So uh, I am DJ.
1: And I am JJ.
0: And uh, thanks for listening to High Hope Sports Desk. We will see you in the next episode. Hey.